welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Today's psalm is a miktam of David. Psalm 16 is one of six psalms that David wrote that are all miktams. What is a miktam? The answer is no one really knows. It could be connected to another word, which means an engraving, or some scholars believe that it could mean golden, that this would be one of the highlights of David's psalm writing career. Either way, this psalm should be treasured by those who love the psalms and who love the Lord. Psalm 16, a miktam of David. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In this psalm, David rejoices that even in the midst of whatever is going on in his life, he can take refuge in God. We're not told immediately what it is that he is being preserved from. He simply runs to the Lord in prayer. You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. One commentator says that anything is good for us if it leads us to hearty, believing prayer. Indeed, this is true. And the psalmist runs right to the Lord. To find all that is truly good in this life is rooted in God himself. This is the first step on the pathway of joy, and David has already discovered that. Secondly, he sees this delight in God's people. The saints in the land are the excellent ones. He delights in being with those who delight in being in the presence of God. Is that true for you? Perhaps you find that same joy when you're around people who love God and exult in Him. While joy increases exponentially for the one who takes refuge in God, the opposite is true for those who reject Him. Their sufferings, their sorrows multiply. The psalmist says, I want nothing to do with their blood offerings. I'm not going to take any part of that. I want to choose the Lord and his portion, his cup. No matter the physical state of the psalmist, God has been gracious, and he recognizes that God has been good. Even in the midst of difficult circumstances, he says, I have a beautiful inheritance. He then listens to the Lord. He wants to bless the Lord who gives him counsel. He's been in the presence of God, thinking about the true wisdom that God has given him, that even in the night, his heart instructs him. What does it instruct him with? 
simply the things he's already learned from God, delighting in him, and ultimately hoping in the deliverance that is going to come that he will not abandon David's soul to Sheol. He will not let his Holy One see corruption. Well, what does that remind us of? Well, the hope of the Christian is that this life is not all that there is. There is more. There is joy that awaits beyond this life that will never, ever end. Thomas Brooks says, Millions of years multiplied by millions make not up one minute to this eternity of joy that the saints shall have in heaven. In heaven there shall be no sin to take away your joy, nor no devil to take away your joy, nor no man to take away your joy. Your joy no man taketh from you. John 16.22 The joys of heaven never fade, never wither, never die, nor never are lessened nor interrupted. The joy of the saints in heaven is a constant joy, an everlasting joy, in their root and in their cause, and in the matter of it and in the object of it. The ultimate object of joy for the believer is the assurance that is found ultimately and perfectly in the work of Jesus Christ. Well, you may say, where does Jesus come into this psalm? Well, all we have to do is go and look at the New Testament. Acts 13.34, we hear Paul talking about this psalm, and even before that, we hear Peter preaching, using this psalm to tell of what David could only possibly know in part. Peter is preaching the Word of God, and he says in verse 22 of Acts chapter 2, Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, notice this, he's now using the psalm that we've just read. I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced, my flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the path of life, you will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I must say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day, being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that We are all witnesses. This is an incredible statement, bringing all of this history that God has promised he would deliver David. He ultimately is pointing toward an even greater delivery, not just of David's soul, because David would die, but his soul would live in God. It's the ultimate resurrection of the dead that we see perfectly in the resurrection of Christ. If you believe this, What do you portray about the joy and hope that the psalmist has? He trusts that God will raise from the dead, that he will give victory, that he will deliver from death and hell and Hades. 
and he delivers toward everlasting eternal joy. John Piper notes that we should exult in God, and so there's some practical questions we should ask about this. Do we exult in God as our safest refuge? Do we exult in God as our supreme treasure? Do we exult in God as our sovereign Lord? Do we exult in God as our trusted counselor? And if so, Piper notes that this psalm is yours. God will bring you body and soul through life and death to full and everlasting pleasure if He is your safest refuge and your supreme treasure and your sovereign Lord and your trusted counselor through Jesus Christ, the risen King of Kings. This is who the psalmist tells us of, and it is at His right hand that there are pleasures forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful psalm, a golden psalm, a treasure trove of joy, where we see the hope that we have in the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, that Peter and Paul preached about, that is declared to us through this psalm from the pen of David, all the way to today, this very moment, where you are ruling and reigning over all things, bringing comfort to those who are broken, bringing peace to the battle-worn. To all that are struggling, there is joy and peace and hope in the right hand of God Almighty, who rules over all. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Called to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.